I have a few questions. One or two. <laughs> One or two. I have a few, I have a few notes. <laughs> And welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches, informal conversation about life in general and art and embroidery in particular, with me, Izzy Moore. And me, Gina Ferrari. Hi, Izzy. How are you? What have you been up to? <laughs> I'm very well. Um, what have I been up to? Um, been doing my Seascapes course. Excellent. Keeping busy with the people. And it's very interesting. I've I've given them longer to do the course. This is, um, they've got a year's access, which is the longest I've ever right. done because I'm not going to repeat it during the year. It's, okay. If I repeat it, it's only ever going to be once a year. So I thought, well, why, why not? And I don't know whether it's that or whether it's the subject matter. Maybe, it, um, I don't know, but they are taking longer to get going. They're being much more thoughtful and really getting into the prep things I had a few design things to do just to get them started and people are taking longer than I thought to do that but that's a good thing oh yes because I put some extra I put some extra things in for them to do straight away as soon as they signed up before the course actually started and I thought that will you know keep people busy for a few days and then they'll be you know banging the door down on the Monday morning <laughs> wanting the lessons but but no that's they've been taking their time and um and some people who've done the swirls course as well it's quite similar right to how I do that in terms of the way we do the background and then apply the fabric but it's making them think a lot more I suppose it might be because a seascape is a particular thing, whereas a swirl could be anything. Could be anything, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they do seem to be getting a lot out of it, which is really, really satisfying because there's always that worry. You think, is is this actually, you know, is there enough here for a course even? Is this just... I always think that. Yeah, (laughs) lots of people see know how hard can this be but actually when you start getting into it you know obviously I found enough to do a great big long course it's the biggest course I've ever done but yeah there's still that thought at the back of your mind you know is this is this okay is this is this interesting is it new and yeah it all seems to be um... that's because it's familiar to you and you do it yeah and I'm the same when I've done my landscapes you know it's something I can churn out well not churn out but you know you know the process no but I know yeah yeah but but it's new to other people and so it's a new process yeah Yeah. so uh, that's been really interesting and so normally or previously rather pre normally as if I do this all the time (laughs) (laughs) previously um it's been quite manic at the start of the course and um people have been you know really sort of racing through things but this time it is a lot gentler which which is nice actually um it's a bit more manageable for me as well so yeah, so that's been good. And that's given me time to do the Find Your Joy course again with Louise Fletcher, the painting course. Brilliant. So I did that last year and I signed up again um, because well, I was just saying before we started recording, with the best will in the world, you say you're going to go through it all again by yourself after the course is finished. So I said I would last year and it never happened. So no. The course is running again, so I'm going through it all again. And so I've been doing a lot of painting 
not textiles, a lot of painting this week. Yeah, but that's good because I often return to those find your joy exercises when I'm stuck or want to start something new. I yeah. find it's a good way of loosening up, putting paint on paper. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and also it's a lot, it is a lot quicker than textiles. It's, oh, it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's easier if you change your mind because you can always paint over it and there's no, there's no limit. Unlike fabric, there's no limit to how much you can paint over something. You can just right. keep painting. Whereas with fabric, yeah. if you keep adding things on top, eventually you can't do anything. You can't get it. a needle through it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so it's a nice yeah. break. Anyway, how are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? I'm fine. I'm as we speak, I'm still doing open studios prep because I haven't had my first weekend yet. But by the time this goes out, there'll be one weekend left. So that'll be good. So I'm still doing putting prices on things and making sure I've got all the signs ready to go up and so on. But because I didn't do the first weekend, we also went out and visited some open studios. So that was lovely. Didn't only visited two or three or three, I think, but um, loved the work of Kate Green, um, who I know you've done a course with her. Yes. And it was totally inspirational. So I might even come back to this at the end when you say my discoveries, you know, it's because her her colours, the colours are just so vibrant and wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was very uplifting and something lovely to do and an interesting little thing one we were walking up just this random road in Cambridge having visited a studio and I imagine this lady was on her way to see the same studio because people tend to do the same things and suddenly she called Gina from over the other side of the street and you won't recognize me I've been on one of your courses but I'm coming to your open studios next week and I went oh hi brilliant so when she said she'd been on one of your courses one of your online courses or no a real course I think I did vaguely recommend well I recognized her face but um obviously you don't remember everybody on courses and Stuart was like oh my god you're famous (laughs) (laughs) and I've also been to the seaside this week so lovely which was kind of I thought linked into our topic today in some ways because it was just so refreshing to have a different scene and somewhere different to walk and to see the sea and everything else so yeah yeah it was a bit wet and windy but um (laughs) it didn't look too wet not compared to the morning the morning it looked like you caught a bit of weather on your morning dog walk yeah the on the dog walk I got soaked and then on the drive there it was tipping it down (laughs) and then when we got to Alborough it was okay and we got out of the car and we walked up to see Maggie Hamlin's shell because I love that on the beach and as I walked across the shingle to the shell the heavens opened (laughs) and Stuart was sat on the bench by the side because there's no dogs on the beach in the summer right so he was sat there getting soaked and I walked back we were drenched but then the sun came out and the wind blew and it dried us off and it was fine so excellent was that that's interesting because that ties into one of the questions I've got about this week's topic. So shall we crack on to our topic? I think that's a good idea. Yep. <laughs> so this week we're talking about creative holidays and and or retreats. So I have a few questions. <laughs> one or two. <laughs> one or two. I have a few, I have a few notes. <laughs> I should perhaps tell everyone that Isabel's notes were just like so scary. I went and organised my sock drawer this morning. <laughs> it was a brain dump. They weren't notes, really. <laughs> uh, right. OK, so my first question then. Have you ever gone on one as a participant? Have you ever been on a creative retreat? Yes. 
holiday? A couple, probably. One was many, many years ago. And I'd just finished teaching my first city and girls group. And it was a small group, six, six of them. And they wanted to do something together in the summer. So we booked a creative retreat in France. And the whole purpose was it was textiles and art and sketchbooks and so on. Yeah. Um, stunning location. Mm-hmm. And we had fabulous food, wonderful hospitality. Fantastic. Yeah. And nothing that I can say wrong with it, but it just didn't work for me. And I can't really put my finger on why. And I know that's, it didn't work for one or two of the others in the group. That's really interesting. And I came away actually not feeling good about myself. And I know that's nobody else's fault other than mine, but, you know, and I'm sure it would have, you know, I, I certainly don't want to identify where and sure. who it was with. Yeah. That's not fair. But um, it really left me feeling very deflated afterwards. Like, yeah, I didn't have a single creative idea in, a bo- in my body. And I think, for me, if a teacher is leading a retreat or a holiday away like that, well, any teaching that we do, it's our job to make people feel that they can achieve things yeah. within their own capabilities, no matter what their level is. So I suppose skipping ahead already, we're talking about the objective of the going away, isn't it? Is it yeah. to learn a specific thing or practice something or is it about the experience or is it about the location? So, I mean, would you have said that you had high expectations of it? Maybe your expectations were too high in terms of wanting all the things. Yeah. Or was it that you maybe was it that you had a group with you and you felt very responsible and you just picked up on things that you might not have done otherwise? Or yeah, I did feel responsible for them because, but it was a joint decision. We picked this between us. We'd seen it advertised in Stitch, and it was advertised as being for more advanced. And they'd all just completed their level one sitting guild on no, a level two sitting guilds. I felt they were ready for more stimulation. And certainly location was stunning. And we had some nice trips out. But um, yeah, we just it just didn't translate back in the studio. And we had use of the studio and the venue was lovely. There was a pool and in the evening there was fabulous French food and wine. But so it had all the right ingredients. But somehow it just didn't quite live up to what we had expected. So for you, in terms of what you're looking for, it was the location, but also the actual thing you were going to do it because I suppose if it's about location, you might as well just sure. go on a holiday. Yeah, I mean, it was a lovely location. I mean, we could have perhaps found somewhere so, and yeah. booked a joint place and all gone away together. But then it would have been my responsibility to. Um, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> lead would them and we wanted somebody, we wanted yes. somebody else's input yeah. because when you've taught somebody for two years, which is what I had. Yes, exactly. You know, they'd had me inputting into their creativity as it were and it was not we thought it'd be good just to have another perspective but but hey ho you know you live and learn it was a lovely holiday (laughs) yes so the only time I've ever done anything remotely like this was when I did my first city and guilds at Missenden Abbey right and it was a summer school week and I was looking at the brochure um I was going to treat myself for a birthday and I could choose the one that really appealed was dying for right. I, it was dying color color and um and that really appealed but then I also saw do a city and guilds yeah. in a week <laughs> and and so I that's the one I went for because I thought actually wouldn't it be wonderful to come away from a week having achieved a city and guilds 
and so it it then I suppose didn't really feel like a relaxing no, holiday a full on isn't it because I did that full one on. yeah yeah but 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 because it was that whole week away mm. and you're just immersed in it and that's all you're doing and all your needs are catered for you know it's all catered there's all the food and the food at that time at Miss Abbey yeah. was incredible that was really really lovely actually to just immerse yourself for a whole week but that's the only one I've ever done and yeah. typical really of me to you know link it with doing doing a thing well, yeah but I think if you're going on a creative retreat it is about doing as well I mean I've taught several summer schools now at Miss and Abbey yeah from a whole week long to just two or three days because they don't tend to be a whole week anymore and people do use them as a summer holiday and right yeah you know especially ladies who are on their own and don't want to go away yes. anywhere else it's it's an ideal place because it's you know like you say it's catered everything's there for you you get yeah. a, a week doing things you enjoy doing so I think yeah that, yeah that does serve a purpose as a creative retreat yeah yes definitely yeah um so yeah so in terms of Missington Abbey the location wasn't relevant at all it could have been anywhere it could have been any sure. conference center anywhere I mean, the, the grounds are lovely and there was the Rainbow Silk shop just down the road, um, which was handy. But that's not why you go specifically to Miss St. Abbey. No. So there is that it's difference. It's a bonus, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So there is that difference in terms of the creative holiday or the creative retreat. There's the ones where the location like yours in France was all part of it. And some of the inspiration for what you're doing. And then there's the ones where you're there because a particular teacher is there. Right. Or because of like me going to do the city and guilds, you're doing a specific thing. So the location um, doesn't matter. But oh, that's what I was going to say. Yes, I have taught. I did a summer school at Missington Abbey. I taught one there. Right. And I've also done a couple of three day things in hotels with different groups yes I think yeah. we've both done one down on the south coast haven't we for yes the same group. yes yes yeah. and that was interesting as well because I did another one for us some of the groups overlapped some of the ladies on the first course yeah. or on the second course it was two related groups in two different seaside towns on the south coast <laughs> and that was interesting comparing the two towns as well and the two hotels um, right. so that was fun but yeah, Missington Abbey, it's it sort of, because this is a question I was going to, I was going to ask, if we are the teacher and we're teaching in this lovely place, are you actually able to relax and enjoy it as a mini break or holiday yourself? Or is it too much about the teaching? I found I did enjoy it, actually. Yeah, I always enjoy it. I, summer school is slightly different because you don't, do much in the evenings as such I mean they used to have a program of events in the evening and so that was often fun to do or to go yeah. to a lecture yeah and if the weather's nice certainly being summer school there's time after supper to go for a nice walk and yes yeah. some fabulous walks so I would just yeah and I always love going up to the churchyard at Missenden Abbey it's yeah. just one of my favorite places um, actually yeah. I remember didn't you used to go for a very early morning walk around the fields yeah. There? yeah yeah I mean yeah for about a three mile walk <laughs> I used to get up and <laughs> like I do 
go for a three mile stomp, come back for breakfast, shower, <laughs> and then teach all day. <laughs> Roland, well, when I was a student, I was very lazy. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, um, when I did my summer school as a student, because I couldn't afford to stay there, and I did it with a friend, we shared driving. We got up and drove there every day. Every day for a week. Yeah. That is dedicated, isn't it? That's not so or much crazy. of a break. Oh, crazy. <laughs> no, I actually found, as a teacher, because I think you're going away to teach, so you have to have absolutely everything with you before you go. Yeah. Um, you have to have done everything you've got it all packed into the car so by the time you get there it's okay you know you don't need to do any more work as such or any more prep you you teach the session and then outside of that there's nothing else to do other than you know sit around drink a glass of wine in the bar with some of the ladies if you want to or go for a walk or yeah one of the hotels I'm not sure if it's the one you stayed at I can't remember which one it was on the south coast they had a sauna and a hot tub oh no I didn't say that one (laughs) but (laughs) it shut at some it was quite early in the evening so by the time you had your glass of wine and you'd gone into dinner and then I I, I must must get back to my room because I want to you know I want to get my bathrobe on and toodle down and go and have a sauna Yes, but that was fun. Actually, one of the summer schools at Missenden, it was at the height of Missenden summer schools when they were putting on so many for a full week. And some of the courses were out at a school, a private school. Right, that's right. In the next village. They used to bus people across, didn't they? Yeah. And they had a swimming pool at the school that we could use. Oh. So I used to teach, finish teaching, and then go for a swim before coming back having dinner so that was before dinner so that was, and that felt really good to have a day of teaching and then get in the pool for half an hour lovely yeah oh that was I love that so yeah so you get a lot from it whether you're yeah. teaching yeah and I think actually as a teacher particularly so you've taught the city and guilds as a teacher you finish the session your work is done yeah for this for the students they carried on oh they used to go back in the evenings and work but no <laughs> yeah I have been on another creative retreat but it wasn't text well I guess it was textiles yeah yeah oh tell me about it which and I did this just before I I would class it as creative retreat and this is this wasn't a luxury hotel now I know you're a fan of camping and I'm not (laughs) but I do quite like my nice hotels though from my husband's point of view view um you know we've uh, cracked the door on that one and uh, Yeah, that genie's not going back in the bottle to mix my metaphors. Okay, well, I went off on it's a lady who I initially met through blogging, who up in the northeast, she's now got a shop, a wool shop. And she does these retreats, usually staying in somewhere concrete, but we stayed in a barn. And it was on the edge of Lake Coniston. Um, No electricity as such. And you know, outside eco-loos and things like that. And we slept on mattresses on the floor, all of us. So I didn't know anybody else apart from Lucy. And it was a long weekend up by Lake Coniston. And I can't think of her surname, but a lovely lady called Debbie, who taught us how to forage. And we collected dye stuffs and we collected yarn from the sheep off the wire fences. Hedgerows, yeah. And we dyed yarn and we did some spinning. And in the evening, 
Debbie and her friend who was there played ukulele and sang. So we had, there was a lot of singing and a lot of, and it was just fabulous. And there was wild swimming out in Lake Coniston, which I didn't do. I only paddled because I, I didn't have a swimsuit with me, which actually probably wouldn't have stopped me. I probably would have gone in anyway in underwear yeah. or less. But I, I only had a little hand towel with me because that's all we brought because there wasn't any. Yeah. Didn't wash for an entire weekend. Oh, there's a theme here. <laughs> I didn't wash last time I spoke to her. <laughs> but um, so I did paddle, but I, I was desperate to go in for a wild swim. But uh, yeah. I thought, no, that time, it was October. No, so air out, drying on the beach, not really an option. No, it wasn't really an option. You did need to get warm afterwards, but. And I just had a lovely weekend away. And no, I've not done any spinning since I've come back. I mean, we made sort of hand, we sort of, I can't even think what they're called now, the things that you spin on. <laughs> Spindle. Spindle. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. But, and there was a bit of knitting. We'd all brought our knitting along and it was yeah. lovely. And to me, that was a fabulous creative retreat. You know, it was just a lot of like minded women. Yeah. I've never laughed so much. I mean, I, I'd lost my voice when I came home. <laughs> we laughed, laughed so, so much. much yeah and that is and I think with all of these it's about refilling that well isn't it yes exactly yeah. and so I mean that touches on so many things so for that one it was about the experience wasn't it it wasn't necessarily about learning a particular thing it was about True. that break and not knowing what it would be in particular that stayed with you thinking it might have been the spinning you might then have gone yeah. on and carried on with that but actually it was that um uh, what 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 you are remembering are the tricky bits the difficult bits the sleeping on the floor the fact there was no electricity the eco lose the wanting yeah. to swim in the lake so yeah it, it was funny, yeah isn't they, it? and the friendships and yes the laughter yeah yes yeah yeah so, I mean, yeah, because I've said, you know, luxury versus challenging, because I think that you learn more from challenging experience. This is my personal thing. I mean, sure. I, I'd love the idea of going somewhere, somewhere warm with a pool and a studio with big open doors and all that space and all your meals and and wine and all of that. But in a way sort of too much luxury and lounging around you know, <laughs> sitting, sitting about <laughs> um it, it's nice but it's the difficult things that you remember so like doing the city and guilds in a week it was challenging and so we yeah. remember that and you driving in to do yours that's what you remember yeah I can remember some of the journeys you know you yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And on the last day, we stopped and got fish and chips on the way home to celebrate. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a decision and that's a personal thing, isn't it? Yeah. In a way as well, that's sort of more than to do with the location, not the whatever it is you've gone there to I do. I think it's a combination, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's having that impression of a place. And it is different to go in there on a holiday because you are doing things you know if you were there on a holiday if you went to Coniston Water on a holiday you would have a completely different set of memories than going with that group of people true I'd want to stay in a hotel with a warm shower for a start yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean and 
being up at Coniston, I mean, we didn't do a lot of walking and that type of thing. I think I'd, I'd found that quite hard to have walked yeah. and then not had somewhere to wash at the end of the day. And I mean, yeah. we, although we did a little bit of walking, it wasn't strenuous. Yeah, because our last little jaunt up to Scotland, it wasn't supposed to be a creative holiday. That wasn't the purpose. The purpose was to be in my favourite place and just sure. go to my favourite beaches and just be there but at the same time as having a bit of a treat and booking hotels which like you say we don't normally do we normally go camping that was a real luxury treat and to have the good food but we did go you know we went up uh, Ben Hope and we walked on sand dunes and got absolutely sort of sandblasted and those obviously are the bits that we are now remembering oh yeah it wasn't no it wasn't supposed to be a creative thing but obviously I wanted to do some sketchbook things and I found actually the environment was a bit too challenging for that right you know when you're being blasted by sand and wind and rain (laughs) you can't just sort of stand there with your sketchbook no (laughs) um so taking photos of moss was about all I could do but I remember that I will always remember that um in terms of the luxury I mean some of the food though i it what that because it's so different for us we don't normally have that sort of holiday so I I do remember that and some of the luxuries as well (laughs) both hotel bathrooms that we stayed were very very strange issues with yes (laughs) going off on a tangent here well after our Ben Hope experience when we got absolutely soaked the hotel I I thought I'm gonna go and have a bath right go and have a bath I'll have a cup of tea We'll get that packet of biscuits that we bought from that little shop and we'll, we'll have a cup of tea and a biscuit and I'll have a bath. And I started running the bath and it was so slow. I thought it's going to be so cold by the time it's filled up. <laughs> so I twiddled the, it's one of those taps that has a lock on it to protect the temperature. I managed right. to get it a bit hotter. So I thought, right, okay, a bit hotter. And then by the time it's filled up, it would have cooled down. Yeah, and right then it was scald- Yeah, but then it was scalding hot. It was too hot and I couldn't change the tap. I couldn't get it back to oh normal dear. temperature. It was stuck. <laughs> so then I had to get the travel kettle and just put water from the sink, cold water from the, into the bath <laughs> to cool it down. And I was doing all of this. Meanwhile, my cup of tea had gone cold and I just got the bath right. And I thought, oh, just got my bath right. I thought, my, I need another cup of tea now. <laughs> so I called out to Nick, oh, will you put the, I put the kettle back. I said, will you make right. another cup of tea? you know before I get into my bath and he'd gone to sleep oh (laughs) (laughs) so I had to fill the kettle again wait for it to boil it took ages for it to boil make another cup of tea I made him a cup of tea put it by the side of the bed got back to my bath got into my bath had my cup of tea and a biscuit in the bath and then you know about 20 minutes later I was just finishing off my bath and he woke up and I said well there was a cup of tea there he said well thank you (laughs) (laughs) completely oblivious but the other hotel the polarity of the water kept changing you would run a cold tap and suddenly it would be scalding hot and you turn it to hot and then it would be cold which was very odd and it did it in the shower as well which was quite alarming oh no that's not nice (laughs) anyway so off on a tangent there um yes so in terms of staying in hotels and things and going and doing your own thing if you went on a creative holiday, would you take your partner? Because I've well, thought of 
going to one of these places in France and doing something lovely. And obviously Nick would love to go too, and he'd take his bike. But I'm just wondering if he was there in the evening when he'd had his bike ride, I'd done my whatever it was I was doing. Would it be odd having him there? Would it stop you getting involved with the other no, groups? No. Um, you know, or depends on your personalities. Yeah. And your relationship. The first holiday that I spoke about when we went to France, Stuart came along and we'd planned it as a holiday. So we drove down. So we had a couple of days driving to the West Coast of yeah. France. And obviously the week there or however long it was, five days. Yeah. And then we took another two or three days to drive back. So and during the day, I mean, when we had excursions, sketching excursions, I mean, one of them, we went to a beach and we saw where the mussels were growing. And then we had oh, right. the most amazing mussels for lunch. Yeah. So he'd come with us to that. And we'd visited an aquarium on one day and he came with us for that trip, I think, maybe. But other than that, when we were working in the studio and so on, he'd go off in the car and explore the local area and go off walking and things. And he yeah. discovered all sorts of nice places to visit. Yeah. Yeah. And normally I wouldn't mind that, except that one or two of these days when I had these horrible, frustrating days. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, oh, I wish I'd gone off with him. And in yeah. the evening, I mean... <laughs> He hadn't met any of these women that we'd gone away with before, but he was fine. He's quite sociable and yeah. And yeah, we, I mean that we all met with round food and wine in the evening. And he wasn't the only man there because our host's husband was involved sure. with the catering and things okay. like that. So, yeah. Yeah, because I think because Nick can be he's quite a charmer, really. I think <laughs> he would I would get really annoyed with him. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah he would end up doing a lot more talking than me and I think well hang on you know this this group of people I'm with I'm, I'm supposed to be getting <laughs> to know them and having a week with them and so I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure and like you I think depends on the situation yeah, I think yeah. so I would prefer to do something where we were both where he was off doing something with his group of people say and we met right. up in the evening or we were both doing the same thing because we get, you know, we get, you know, we have a good relationship. We get on really well together. We sure. go off and, you know, do these adventures, do these mad things up mountains and walking to beaches and stuff. So we could rub along all right. But I yeah. think if I was with a group and he wasn't, no, I think he'd just annoy me. Oh. I mean, actually talking about Missenden and I mean, certainly when I've been teaching there, there are some people who come back year in, year out as a couple for their holiday and right. he'll do one course she'll do another course and, and then, then meet up in the evening meet up in the evening yeah yeah see that appeals because I, I had an interesting one on that there was some I can't remember what I was teaching it was a five-day summer school and I had a cancellation or something and another lady came in and joined my group and her husband has, had got on the course he'd wanted to, and she couldn't get into the course she wanted to. So she had to do mine instead. Oh, and I have to say she was quite rude at the beginning. <laughs> um, and like actually walked in and said, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to do my own thing. And I was like, <gasps> that's fine. You know, I'll be teaching, but you know, you carry on with your thing. I suppose she's what, paid her money, isn't she? So absolutely. Know. And you know, yeah. I, I'd go with that, except I'd stop everybody and I'd do a demo and I'd show them everything and they'd go and work and she'd be sitting at her desk and doing her own thing. And then she'd say, Oh, that looks interesting. Can you show me how to do that? Well, I just did. 
you should have come over and had a look it it tested my patience for the week and well one of the other students had sent me a card and said you have the patience of a saint and I don't know how you've coped <laughs> but by the end of the week I'd yeah. won this lady round and she Thawed. was doing what we were doing and she actually came and said she'd had a lovely week so <laughs> there you are but that, that was I, I digress but <laughs> you are a professional though Gina is what it comes down to yeah, doesn't matter yeah. what you actually think or feel at the time. You've got no, to. You're a pro. Yeah. yeah, and to me, that's a challenge to win somebody around. And yeah, that's a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Testament <laughs> to your teaching, I think. <laughs> and grinning through gritted teeth. As I... <laughs> yes, of course, I'll show you what I've just spent the last half hour demonstrating. <laughs> <laughs> but... Even though you said you didn't want to learn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think, don't you think that's what's so lovely about teaching is I just find it funny and interesting to meet all these different people. Yeah. And that's what it is. is I look forward to with Open Studios, funnily enough. It's the different personalities. Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. get involved in Open Studios sometime because I do miss that buzz, actually. Sure. And then lastly, on, on my lengthy notes... You're doing well. I'm not even looking at the notes. I'm letting you lead this one. <laughs> so I was just thinking because this year, obviously, you know, international travel is looking a bit iffy. Uh, venues are only just opening up, so we might not be able to get away. So talking about holidays and things, you mm -hmm. know, that might still be in the future. How could we, if we can't get away, you can't join these things or uh, they're also really expensive aren't they some of these things yeah. oh yes yeah so if you can't afford it like I've never gone to India I've never done any of those big textile tours no I mean I was meant to be teaching one actually right oh, gosh 2018 what happened there I meant to ask you about that ages ago I just never got enough people sign up for it I mean incredibly right. expensive yeah and it was a tricky one because I wasn't actually teaching I was just going to be leading a group Right. So I was there as the person they could contact. And oh. so for me, it would be very much a retreat and a creative tour for me. And it was one of these yeah. where lots of visits to places and yeah. that type of thing. And oh, oh, tricky one. And then I just, I got a couple of people signed up and not enough people. Yeah. And afterwards, it was like, well, that's because you weren't actually teaching anything specific. You're just leading a tour. And I do that. And I was like, well, that's what you asked me to do. <laughs> yeah, and you're not a tour guide. It was a bit of an awkward situation, really, and a shame because it would have been fun. And I would yeah. have actually enjoyed teaching something or leading yes. us some sort of creative If you'd thing, been but... given the opportunity to. Yeah. But okay. then, of course, and then it all went out of business. And I have been approached by the people who took over in right. India at okay. the beginning of the pandemic, asking oh. me, would I like to booking a date and possibly do it in the future and I just said no, no. I just couldn't couldn't actually I can't still get can't, your head around it no. can't see a time when I would want to go with a big group to India no just can't do it at the moment I'd want to be part of a group maybe but even that I don't know I would like to go on my own terms I think to start with yeah to get a feel for the place indeed and yeah. then say right okay next time I want to go here here and here I like the idea of the security of going with proper guides yes, and staying in a nice place because I think, yeah. you know, the thought of spending two weeks in India with an upset tummy doesn't 
thrill me too much or <laughs> and so I, I like the and the safety issue of being taken places I yes think. yeah somewhere so unfamiliar that you don't know but um I don't think it's going to happen so no it's a shame I yeah. really wanted to do something like that with my mum with my stepmom right because she has done so much travel I don't think there's a she's never been to Antarctica otherwise she's been everywhere wow and she's gone off by herself as well she did a bit with my dad uh before he died he wasn't quite retired but I mean they did a lot of travel anyway for work because they were both right um in academia so they both went and did conferences abroad and and then when she left academia she used to work for going off on another tangent sorry she used to work for slimming magazine clubs okay and every year they would have a treat weekend for their best group leaders all right and so mum and then dad as well would go with her mum would go as the nutritionist as part of the the um the staff to these locations they would go every year they would go to a spa but they would also go somewhere in Europe like they'd go and have a city break they'd go to Prague or wherever and go and stay in fancy oh. hotels and really treat these group leaders so she did a lot of travel through that um I don't know whether she took her scales yeah I think she did I think she had to take her oh, scales really? yeah <laughs> yeah because the group leaders had to stay within a certain range of their target weight so oh, she'd weigh gosh. them at the airport i might be making that up that's awful i might be making that up i'm pretty sure she did <laughs> pretty sure she did so yeah so she has done a lot of travel and she has taken her so she stayed in yurts in mongolia she's even ridden a horse in mongolia Wonderful. she took herself to chile she did two holidays there back to back she did chile for two weeks and peru for two weeks fabulous and she travels by herself she goes on an organized thing Right. But she goes by herself and she always shares a room with whoever they end up right. putting her with. She doesn't mind sharing. So, yeah. So I've always wanted to go somewhere exotic with her because she would be totally up for it. Um, but I just yeah. I'm not sure now whether I know, it will it's just happen. Made things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'd love to go to Japan and somewhere where the culture is oh, very different or yes. South America and all sorts of places that I'd love to go to but I don't have any great desire at the moment <laughs> this pandemic has made things very different hasn't it's it? changed yeah. everything yeah so yeah. with that in mind and not being able to go away or not being able to count on it how can we replicate the feeling or the experience of a creative holiday or retreat without actually going anywhere how Gosh. could we do that without actually going anywhere at all see because i think days out are a good right good thing to do yes yes that's a, that's doable isn't it for most because i think yeah yeah like i say just going to the seaside the other day and in fact you and i have got a little treat coming up we in have. september haven't we which we i think have. we might actually make as a focus of the podcast it would be quite good that would be very good yes yeah we might even have some live you know <laughs> we could Good. <laughs> but you know doing something like that we, we, we're doing a course together for a day aren't we and, yes we are and I'm going to stay at Isabel's overnight which will be fun and we've got little yeah. things planned so. we've got some other little creative things planned um so that that will be really really good fun wow. um yeah so days out very good because even just the other day we went for a walk on the Ashdown Forest 
so it's a 10 minute drive from us right and it's an area of outstanding natural beauty it's the biggest area of heathland in the south of england um it's massive and i'd not been up there for a walk for about a year really Be- i mean partly because during lockdown it was really busy right all the car parks were full because it's that open space no one was able to go anywhere else so everyone went there but we Um, weren't supposed to really drive far from home anyway were we i know which is another reason why we didn't go we just stayed to our local fields but people did and because nick would see them when he went cycling and he'd see them up on the downs as well we didn't go to the south downs we've got south downs national park and we hardly ever go. Beautiful. Yeah, the last year, though, we haven't been because it's been so busy. But we went to the Ashdown Forest the other day and because it's much less busy now. And it was just so lovely, particularly, you know, having come back from Scotland, there's that, ha-ha, back to the south of England. Isn't it busy? Right. Isn't there a lot <laughs> of traffic, you know, oh, noise, whatever. But actually, it wasn't any of those things it was quiet I mean the skies are still quiet we're very close to Gatwick airport but you Mm. wouldn't know it the skies were quiet and it was just so refreshing to go somewhere close to home but completely different to where we've been walking for the last year right and I I think that is change of scene just change of scene do something different or go somewhere different and you don't need a big holiday really no and then I've also been thinking because I've been doing this painting course as well and so I spent a lot of time in here you know having been doing all the course prep it now feels like a real treat to spend a day just doing painting not filming it not having to you know record it in any way not having to document yeah document or write anything so I was thinking you know to have to is it an idea maybe we could pencil in that time where we give ourselves that space, that time. So I've I've written down here, no multitasking. Yeah. A day where you're not trying to do however many things at once, a day with no chores. Or where you do a course and that's what you focus on. That's the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then also maybe eat out, go and go to a restaurant for dinner or get a takeaway. You know, give yourself that whole day so that you're not then finishing whatever you've been doing creative stuff and they oh I have to go and cook dinner now right or do whatever just be able to go and have a glass of wine and reflect on what you've been doing so you plan a day yeah, yeah so that plan you- a day yeah that's a good idea indeed yeah. I thought that was a good idea um and no <laughs> internet I've scribbled down as well which is a bold suggestion it is but it Joe, I actually quite like it so, I mean I don't if I go out for a walk with Stuart I don't take my phone or anything mm. with me anymore I mean I yeah. do on my own because I think for safety yes. yeah you know, as I am prone to fall over occasionally <laughs> has, has been known <laughs> has been known yes <laughs> but I try not to take my phone or anything like that yeah and then it's actually quite nice when you come home and see if you've got a message then see when you get home message, yeah. you know, messages or yeah. whatever and but... there's podcasts as well but you you can download podcasts but yeah uh, yeah, I like to listen to something while I'm... I listen to podcasts when I'm painting. Yeah, I like to listen to something, yeah. I don't, have you heard the Art Juice one this week? It's, yes. Yes, with David Mankin. I thought he yeah. was very inspiring. Yeah, listened, bought the book. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pre-ordered. I, I, haven't, I haven't yet, but I think I probably will. I just thought he sounded 
really interesting really really genuine sort of chat yeah i shall listen to that one again all righty that's us i think okay so any diversions and discoveries this week definitely a diversion i have got after over a year of needing to do it i have got a new telephone oh well done yes (laughs) because my uh, my older telephone it still made telephone calls but obviously these days we need our phones to do a lot more than that or we rather we have got used to our telephones doing a lot more than that and Mm. stupid little things so like people would send me whatsapp messages and the screen on my phone was so small I couldn't really read anything or use the little keyboard it was so tiny and and it was um out of date it wasn't getting updates anymore and apps wouldn't work and I had to offload loads of apps so that I could do all my videos and things yeah, like that I do that yeah <laughs> every time I do videos I offload all the apps yeah and so I meant to get a new phone last year but I thought well, what's the point I'm not going anywhere I don't need to make telephone calls I'm here <laughs> I never use my phone to make phone calls <laughs> I can't remember the last time I used it for a phone call. <laughs> anyway, so I have got, I now have a new phone and my daughter is very cross because it's more up to date than hers. <laughs> so she's very jealous. Um, but oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so I've discovered there's things like widgets and shortcuts. Oh my goodness. Um, right. Yeah. So I spent, I, I mean, it, it's so typical of me, isn't it? I spend an hour on YouTube trying to work out how to set up these to-do lists instead of actually going to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. So now you've got a different place for your to-do lists. Last I've time we spoke, you were doing list. the bits of paper. I know, but I've now discovered widgets. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very much been a diversion. And then I have been doing the painting. So I have been discovering all my favourite marks this week all my favorite mark making things and think about colors as well and I I mean no no surprises really I really like the bright colors and um I have because I did the course last year I've been looking at what I did last year and this year and the difference and I have got so much more confident and I'm discovering I really like these sort of bold marks, fast marks, energetic marks, right. dribbles, splashes, splooshes, um, splats, all that sort of thing. Energy. Brilliant. Bright, bright colours. Yeah. Brilliant. So I just found that interesting because I always considered myself, well, most of my family would say I'm a very quiet, shy person. Yeah. Right. But there's this there's exuberance. This loud person <laughs> waiting to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I do know I talk too much. Anyway, how about you? What have you discovered this week? Oh, gosh, not a huge amount because I've been sort of busy doing prep. But as I said, we went and did a a tour of some of the open studios and had a nice day in Cambridge at the weekend. And I went to Kate Green's studio and I've seen her work online and thought I quite like it. It's sort of bright and lovely. And I showed it to Stuart and said, this is one of the studios we're going to. And he was like, "Mm, yeah, okay. I thought, oh, it's probably not your thing, but never mind. But while he was blown away, he thought it was fabulous. And I thought it was just amazing. The colour and the impact when you see it is super. And she was a lovely person, Kate, to talk to, lovely sketchbooks. And she's starting to do machine embroidery, which is fun. I've seen 
some of her little yeah. samples. She's making bowls. She's do, doing installations. Yeah, well, like little tiny balls with things inside them. Yeah, so right. they were fun. But a, a lot of the circles that she has in her paintings, she was working on circles as well. Mm-hmm. So that was quite interesting to see. But totally inspired, and I haven't done it yet, but I need to buy some fluorescent pink and orange paint <laughs> because talking bright colours, and I know you've got some, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, bright colors are my thing as well. It definitely, yeah. color is what it's all about. So. I, I saw Susie Low last year at right. um, Lewis Artwave, and she was using fluorescent pink, and I, oh, I have to, I have to get some. And I found some fluorescent pink, fluorescent yellow, fluorescent orange. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, got all of them. The only problem with them is they're very translucent, so you use them on the first layer. And then it's keeping that translucency and keeping that colour without painting over it. It's very difficult to paint over right. something else because of the translucency. So that is a challenge, working out how you can use those pops of bright paint yeah. um, and keep it keep it showing. But, but fun. Uh, it's, so it that, is that was, fun. Yeah. So maybe my discovery is fluorescent paint. <laughs> bright colors (laughs) also the bright colors i'm working out how i can afford to buy a a piece of cake green art (laughs) i did buy a little piece that's four inches square i did yeah but have um, you found a home for it not yet no it's just sitting up in my studio to inspire me brilliant have we done i think we have we are done yes right so thank you very much for listening. And if you've enjoyed it, please do consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you can, because it helps other people find us. So as usual, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time. I don't think we've decided what we're going to talk about yet. So I don't think we have. No, it can be a surprise for you and a surprise for us. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us at isabelmore.co.uk and ginaferrari-art.co.uk and I have actually been updating my website a little bit so yay (laughs) (laughs) bye okay bye I, I go in and I, I make some notes in yeah. advance. And I, I've been so busy with open studios, I hadn't done. And so when I went in, I thought, oh, Isabel's done it. That's good. Well, no, I, I hadn't done it. Oh, I just... no. <laughs> oh, no, I've got the contents of Isabel's head here. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I am recognizing it now. <laughs> Do we? I don't know. We haven't decided. I'm just going to no. try and move this dog because he really is snoring. Hector, move your, move your face. Thank you. That's it. No, I don't want you. Oh, bless him. There we go. Good boy. That's fine. Thank you for listening. If you like the music, it's by Ixon, and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash Ixon, and the link is also in the show notes.